to the Why So Series podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. We got Travis and Rich back with us. That means that we're doing the expanse. Um, what's going on, fellas? How are y'all? What up, what up? Good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Mm-hmm, indeed. New Year. Rich, congratulations on the new show. I saw your tweet today. That's exciting. Yeah, it's named after one of my dear children. Everything with Rich Fan here at the tour. So that should be fun. I'm doing it with Wade, uh, VIP only. Is it gonna be weekly? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. Breaking breaking news for me. I'm always <laughs> Wait, how did you how is that break it literally has been up on the thing all weekend, man? Yes, yes. What thing? So now I have the uh, the Twitter, the Twitterverse, the, mm. the social medias. Nobody tagged me. Nobody was like, Yeah, let's tell Trey. Listen, I don't pull a show. I'm I'm not I don't like tagging multiple people. It's like, hey, is here? You follow me? You don't? Whatever. Feel some kind of way. Yes, I, I will be using uh, uh, Brandon's show though to announce that I am removing myself from the East Coast cast. Oh, I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking my talents to South Beach, and I will now be hosting. This is like uh, this is this is more like when my man left the Five Heartbeats and was like, "Yeah, uh, my solo album comes out next week. Go grab that." They was all like, "Well, what, what was this about?" Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Ah. So, uh, yeah, we're here to talk uh, the expanse. So, we're in season five. This is episode five, down and out. Uh, the synopsis, <clears throat> according to IMBD, is Amos and Clarissa are trapped in a collapsed building. Naomi contends with her old family, holding the symbols of new crew on the Rossi, and Alex and Bobby make a dangerous discovery um, in the belt. Um, before we go through the episode, just overall thoughts. Uh, Rich, what do you think about this episode? Oh, I dug this episode. Like I was telling you guys before we started recording, this basically is preventing me from playing cyberpunk because I get my cyberpunk experience watching The Expanse. And I can't play Assassin's Creed Valhalla because Vikings is doing the same thing. So I'm just stuck. <laughs> uh, Trav, what about you? What do you think about this episode? Thumbs all the way up. This was... Uh, this was really good like predictable in a in a good way uh, like as far as the the escape the tower uh, stuff they didn't have to fight their way out as far as other modified prisoners that i thought they were going to have to deal with nope they just had they bought one in and they had to, and, and he caused all kinds of <laughs> chaos and havoc tiny uh, but yeah really really strong episode after what felt like their mid-season kind of you know big uh cliff you know kind of whatever like how they do in mid-season have it like a mid-season finale so um yeah i loved it too so let's get let's get into it um i love yeah. the show so much like i don't i'd be interested to see if they can do a bad episode that, like i really they don't miss like, like there have been they... episodes that aren't as good as others but i don't think there's been a bad one no, no. There's going back to season season one. It was more. I I'm struggling to keep up with what's going on storyline wise and keeping. Uh, so that's my the only complaint I've ever had about the the expanse. It was like okay, I'll give it another season, and then in season two was just like really good, and then three was tremendous, and then four was the best one so far, and then you know five is you know looking that way again so it's only gotten better every every season 
So, uh, this episode starts off with, this episode starts off with Drummer. So we meet Drummers, we go back to Drummers Faction. They got the news playing in the background, and we find out that, um, they said they had one to two million fatalities from that. And I was like, is that a lot or a little? Because I feel like if you hit Philadelphia, it's way more people in the Philly metro area than just that. And that has- well, it's a million and a half, you know, two million people in Philadelphia, in the city and immediate surroundings. You know, direct hit on the city, sure. Right. You know, but this is more uh, aftershocks and stuff. All those kinds yeah. of things, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and then the newscaster went out of their way to say, "Yeah, the worst is." Yet to come, right. like the grids out everywhere. How did how did the grid in Montana go out? Yeah, that's a great point. Like, fam, that's the one good thing about living in the middle of nowhere, where there's like 600 people in the entire state, is that nobody. I think we were talking about this last time. Nobody wants to terrorize flyover country, mm-hmm. and you're in the middle of the country, so you're safe from uh, typically from. Uh, uh, Hurricanes, Melted, you know, earthquakes. Yeah, all, a ton of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, tornadoes and stuff Midwest folks got to deal with, but the earth itself, like, swallowing you up or, or drowning you, it's not... Uh, uh, yeah, I it was a little bit, yeah. Um, so this, this, this is when Drummer finds out Fred Johnson's dead. That's on the news. Um, and, you know, Drummer's feeling guilty about it because, you know, last season... They had Marco in the airlock, and they voted on if they were going to kill him or let him go, uh, or whatever they did with him. And they, you know, they mm-hmm. voted not. She voted not to kill him. And she was the deciding vote. Yeah, she was the deciding. And she vote. decided for political reasons. Uh, in the moment, I think even for us viewers, we're like, "Who's this Marco Inaro's guy? Like, where did he come from?" Mm-hmm. Uh, he was. He was introduced. And we didn't know he was going to turn out to be like a big bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and 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 you know, so <clears throat> she had her political reasons, and it turns out that he turned out to be a big bad. They then remind us that you know, drummer and Naomi were friends, and so she says she talks about like how this is going to break Naomi's heart when she finds out about it. Um. And then, uh, you know, she calls her girlfriend or whatever. I don't know the correct term in their relationship. And they, they kind of talk about it. And she probably tells Drummer, like, it's not your fault. You know, if it wasn't if it wasn't Marco, it would have been someone else. And, you know, you can't you can't be looking back on the decision that you made because you had no idea it was going to turn to this. And so then they get a message from Marco talking about, um, do you want to meet up? Um and I thought that was interesting. I didn't expect to see that. Um, I was confused until they actually just spelled it out. I thought, because when the message first popped up, I thought the woman, the partner yes, on the other ship was getting a secret thing like, hey, it's Marco. You want to meet up and stab your homie drummer in the back? That kind of thing. But it came on drummer's phone and she just happened to be connected. And it's like, you know, somebody seeing your, your text message. Also, like, how can, like, People must not cheat in in this timeline, because if you're talking on the phone to your girl, and then you if you're a cheater and you get a message from someone else, it just pops up on their phone too. Like that seems terribly dangerous. Well, well I think at, I think to be fair for cheaters in that universe, I think uh, drummers 
specifically had her, you know, her phone oh, like her and connected to everybody. Yeah, she had it on speaker. But my thing is, they showed when when Homegirl with the five head and the Bantu Knots is getting interrogated, uh, uh, Holden pulls out his handheld and they show it from her angle. And because the whole thing is translucent and see through, <laughs> she like sees that. Oh, he just got a message from uh, Monica, uh, the cyborg eye chick. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what was that? Just for for like, so they could have a cool camera angle, and we, but us as viewers could still know the message was for Monica, or is that just how the things are designed? Because I didn't know. Because that's how they always they shoot that a lot. Mm-hmm. People looking mm-hmm. at their device and the cameras underneath them, and I never go wait. Their phones are see through until it, they, until somebody's like in that eye line and like could clearly or should clearly see it. It was uh, it's something I'd uh, if I was if if there were cons going on or yeah, I guess there's virtual ones, but to, if they were on the panel. Uh, S.A. Corey, those, those two, they were on the, like, hey, so <laughs> I've got a question. <laughs> That's a like, great what? question. Yeah. Um, so then they cut to back to the ship and, you know, all the Belchers are talking about what happened. And, you know, they did that thing, like, you know, Donald Trump's always like, yeah, you know, 9-11, I went outside and they were dancing on Fifth Avenue when the towers came <laughs> down. And so they kind of did that version of this and they were like, I heard they were dancing on uh, series uh, when yeah, this in happened. Palace. Yeah, we're in the Palace, yeah. And then um, they basically kind of had a philosophical argument about this because um, some of the people were like, hey, man, like now they're going to be super mad at us and they're really going to fuck with us. And then the others, other people were like, yeah, it's really messed up. Like we shouldn't like we shouldn't have done that. And then other people were like, you know, I don't I think do. it was right, but I don't feel bad for them. <laughs> it was, they, so- did they, was they was they crying? They cry for us when they when we was, uh, you know, hurt and. Yeah, See, like it's hard to be sad and concerned for them. It's like, oh, that sucks. But you know, when they said the price of water went up, <laughs> did they say that? Or <laughs> I mean, that was basically that's season basically one. What and... gonna do. Yeah, that's basically yeah. what they would do. Yeah, and then homie Lash uh, also reminds you of that too. Like, oh yeah, yeah they don't really talk about how Air the Belters, water. Uh, uh were. I mean, the whole first season, they were just rioting on Tycho or wherever they were because there was no water. They were, and, and the air quality, they were like yeah, literally about to just suffocate all those. They were getting water out of those pipes. Remember, like the dude was in the back room mm-hmm. and he was getting like this dirty water out of the pipes that they can drink because they were mm-hmm. limited water. And so then one dude was like, uh, they saw talked about Fred Johnson. The one dude was like, yeah, I heard it. He was good for Earther, and Drummer was not here for that. She was like, no, Fred Johnson was a good man. She was not here for that slander. Yeah. None and at all. There's no new qualifications. And there was a little tension because, you know, again, there's there's different people, uh, you know, with different opinions. Doing Watching uh, or playing fantasy games and reading fantasy books and stuff that I do, it's so, like, human racism is so corny. Right, because the only differences we have is hue, and it's just like wait, I got I play Skyrim. I'm a high elf, and they're you know all hoity toity. <laughs> they don't even like wood elves, you know. But at least like they're like different. Like they got lizard folks, and cat folks, and you know white people and black people, and you know humans. But also like 
okay, the, I can see racism and speciesism and all that kind of stuff being, because there are real differences with real quantifiable. Like, we're just all the same. That's why when gotta... I watch Star Trek, it, like, they have this federation of different planets that are together. And then they'll have, like, the Romulans and uh, I forget the other group that hate each other. And I'm like, they're way different, though. Like, like what you're saying, like, they're, I, I can see how that can happen. Whereas, like, us is just like, you know. You got different features. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got nappy hair, and I got really moon straight hair. That's the difference. <laughs> well, meanwhile, uh, you know, some Argonian and some Khajiit or other, you know, various species are looking at them like, looking at us like, what a bunch of idiots. So then, drummer tells the crew that she's going to accept the meetup. So, Rich, you probably know what happens, but. In a way, without saying what happens, what do you think about her accepting this meetup? I think that it's it's interesting because I, I think we talked about this a little bit last week, but they even mentioned, I don't know if you saw online, there were a couple of interviews where they talked about what could happen if there's a season seven uh, because of the time jump. And uh, they were comparing, I was showing my wife, comparing it to like the crown where you'd have an opportunity to... Uh, like it's it's essentially I, I without without spoiling anything, it's like the Telltale games, and it becomes like drummer. Remember you said this, oh, and then they just like <laughs> throw it in the back, and it's like thirty years later, there's something that can come up from it, or allegedly or that sort of thing. And so I think that's really cool about this because, like you were guys were talking about with racism, we see over and over in this series, history keeps repeating itself. And every single person while it's happening is like, I know I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Trav, about her decision to accept that meeting? Well, I'm glad that she didn't keep it to herself. Uh, and that the partner was like, hey, you got to tell tell the folks. And she immediately made decision. OK, let's uh, share this with the crew because it's, uh, you know, they whether she asks to take a vote on it or not. And she didn't. It's nice as a crew to feel like decisions are being made that you have some kind of say at least knowledge of and it's not like hey y'all in an hour we're about i'm about to go meet with marco and or, or don't tell him at all and then you just go do it right and something maybe bad happens or you know whatever so i was glad that uh what's the show rich is it uh, that that doesn't uh mess around with uh drama like they get it right out, and that's always a big part of why we like it. I can't think of it. Like the, you, like you have things that you think is going to be like, uh oh, this this could be dragged out for a season and a half, and then they just deal with it, and then they move on. And ah, crap, is it a cartoon or is it like no live it's action? A live action to real real folks. Uh... Yeah, I'll, I'll think of it. It, was it canceled? Because I'm trying to think of like the ones we've like Flash Forward. Or... No, no, don't, don't sweat it. Don't okay. go back that far. Damn, Flash Forward. <laughs> It'll pop up when you least expect it. Yeah, it'll be three happens. in the morning. I'll wake up in the middle of the night. So the, I'm we... going to tweet both. I'm going to DM y'all. Hey, this was what it was. Then we catch <laughs> up in the aftermath of the of the uh, meteor dropping near the UN penitentiary with uh, Clarissa and Amos. And, you know, it looks like all the power's out, so the backup generators had to kick in. 
And, you know, Clarissa's, Clarissa's kind of fucked up. Like, she's talking about her hands messed up. She's all, like, yeah. strung out on, like, meds because she's been on her meds for hours before this. And so everything kind of cut off on her. She's just kind of loose. And so Amos, you know, he's, like, trying to put a sweat together. And then uh, Rona, who's the cop, like, the CO, she comes by. She's in Amos is like, open the door. And so they try to open the door. They can't open it. So they got to push it open. And then <laughs> this part was kind of funny to me because then Clarissa was about to walk out and Rona just pulled the gun on her immediately. Like, where do you think you're going? <laughs> and Amos was like, hey, man, listen, you're supposed to be protecting me and I'm going to make it my duty that you protect her. And just remember, like, I got friends in high places. And Rona was like, uh, all right, I don't want, I don't want those problems. Come on. And she was like, if you do anything, I'm going to kill you. Basically, yeah, you don't follow my instructions on the first time I, I shoot. You. And Amos and to, like, and on, to be fair to Clarissa Peaches, she was like, understood. Like she wasn't yeah. trying to be a difficult prisoner, unlike somebody. <laughs> Amos is like, yo, her met, her mods are off. Like she's on drugs. Like nothing's about to happen. <laughs> I was just thinking this whole time, like, how many prisoners are down there? Because we only saw two. Like, did y'all just leave the rest of them down there? Like, they just down there, like, no food, no water, just stuck in their cells? Or did somebody, like, go back and get them, like an extraction team? Uh, maybe we'll oh, you know they left those dudes. But I imagine they You know they left them. those dudes. <laughs> and so, um, you know, they uh, they come out, and they see the, a couple other COs, and they immediately pull their guns on Clarissa. Because <laughs> they are like, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, no, they're with me. And she's like, yo, listen. If we get the hell out of here, y'all can report me then. But until then, like, let's get out of here. (laughs) Look at this place. So then they try to walk, and Amos is like, yo, what's up? They try to walk to the stairs. The stairs are caved in. And he's like, yo, is there another way? And she's like. Well, the first one cop or one uh, guard opens the door, and, like, a boulder hits him in the leg. So his his, uh, trick ACL went out. His knee, you know, from, you know, high school football got (laughs) <laughs> even more and that becomes uh, a bit of a plot point later yeah so then they're looking and rona's like hey man we're in a maximum security prison there's not really a lot of ways to get up and out of here <laughs> we want to limit that it's not designed for people to, to escape so then they find out that um uh amos was like yo there's got to be a um elevator a ladder behind the elevator so they try to open the door they can't open it the one cop the one ceo is like yo i got a bad idea and then (laughs) um they go and get this dude this jacked up cyberpunk looking dude like rich said tiny well he's the one that he's he they they focused on him with the privacy act because he was working yeah he was working out OD. Yeah, he was yeah. last week. Yeah, and they were like, "Yeah, body mods are in the Constitution oh, yeah, now. We, yeah, can't, yeah. we can't make them take the take it out, even if it would make his life here easier, because he wouldn't have to be under such scrutiny." He's like, "Nope, I'll deal with it." And yeah, is yeah. this the first show? Of uh, this is the first episode of the show that they had real comedy in? Because I don't remember laughing that much in four seasons of this show, but this dude was <laughs> hilarious to me. I mean, he was played for comedy. Probably, yes. Well, in a in a grisly kind of brutal way. He was like but Victor's he did add, ass. Did add his uh, mm-hmm. like when they finally escaped, and he's just laughing, chuckling. He's just like, 
wow. <laughs> like, that's, wow. That's your reaction to to what you see. And I'm upset that they didn't give us a real good wide shot I knew of say that. the disaster area. Like, uh, I knew you were going to. And, and just when you thought, okay, here come the payoff. They made you wait for it. Nope. <laughs> nope. And like, you, what? That wasn't in the budget? You like, know they had the money. Maybe we'll get it next episode. I don't know. But yeah, I thought the same thing. So uh, I, Tiny comes out, um, and then they cut to Holden at Tycho Station. <laughs> and, you know, Holden's sending a message to Naomi because, you know, he's worried about her, and he hasn't heard from his parents. And he hasn't heard from Because Amos. the Montana grid is down. The Montana grid is down. He hasn't heard from Alex. He tells her Fred is dead and they got the sample. I'm like, God damn, this is sad. Like, my pa- I can't have heard from my parents. I haven't heard from Amos. I haven't heard from Alex. Fred's dead. They got the proto-molecule. Like, this is doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they they walk was over it, to was the- What was that dude's out. name, by the way? What's the other dude's name that was with, like, the other dude that was withholding? I always forget his name. Fred's right-hand man guy. Yeah. Did you ever say his name? Yeah, it's Bull. Bull? Bull? Okay. okay. So him and yeah. Bo go to the um to the prison where Sakai is at. And listen, Sakai is like on that like I ain't no snitch shit. Like she's like, I'm not about to say nothing. Like y'all can't beat the shit out of me. You can torture me. I'm a How about how that was shot though? How about how they just let you know they go, Yeah, this guy lost it on her. And then they go in and she's spitting blood out like because they're not, they're like, yeah, we're not going to have a woman getting punched in the face by a cop or a prison guard, whatever it was supposed to be. They'll show the aftermath and she's got the bloody mouth and her bru- face is bruised. Mm-hmm. And she's obviously yeah, they're not gonna get the, got yeah. beaten up. But and she's laughing like, that shit off. <laughs> she's like, at least your buddy with no neck <laughs> gave me some, made me tickle or something like that. Yeah, yeah. At least his punt, at least his punt beating didn't bore me. Yeah, it didn't bore me. Just doing everything to to try to get under their skin to make him punch her in the face again. So they start, you know, you know, if you if you know, one of those things where it's like, if you if you cooperate, you know, we can work something out. Just tell us what's happening next. Good cop, bad cop. She's got no part. She wants no parts to that. Then she just starts talking shit, and she's like, you know, I really liked Fred. I thought he was all right. And I'm like, yeah, that's so, that is so fucked up. It's like, like you shot the man in the back, and now you're like, yeah, he was a good dude. He had to die, but he was a good dude. That was so messed up, man. And um, they asked her who she was working with, like at this station, and where she, who she was working with at the station. And she's like, which station? There's so many of us. There's so many stations. Mm. And I was like, that sounds terrible. That sounds like something bad's about to happen. And then she brought up a good point to me, and then she goes like. You know, we're on this station. Uh, that's when they brought up Fred Johnson. He's like, Fred Johnson was a friend of all belters. And Holden says that. And she goes, Fred Johnson was a Taurus. He's an Earther. You're an Earther talking to Bull. He's like, you're an Earther holding work on this Earther ship. And he's like, why are all the people in charge Earthers? And I was like, I can imagine that could be a little bit upsetting if everybody in charge. Well, he said, what is, like, what is your problem? You had a nice setup. You had, you know, good life going for you here. She's like, yeah, on an Earther ship, captain by an Earther with all these Earthers around me, and I'm here, you know, fixing, you know, greasing the axles, <laughs> essentially. And that's my, my, my life. It's like, well, somebody got greased the axles, whether they're belter, a soft bone, you know, 
big headed <laughs> you, long limbed, you know, or strong, sturdy Martian or Earther type, you know, <laughs> with, the, with the non warped, weird bones. I just I don't feel sorry for for, for Belters. Like you don't feel sorry for them at all. What that they went to live on the asteroid belt and then it's like, oh, there's no water out here. There's no air to breathe. Like, well, you're well, I think they're upset because they went out I, there I, to I, help mine shit that. for like Earth and stuff. Yeah. And, and then, Earth got rich and Mars made themselves a military force. And then they're the, just like, yeah, we're not going to give you water and air shit. <laughs> like, unless y'all go yeah. mine these mine these ores for me, or <laughs> you're not getting the basic needs of life. And if you ever I like the fact to... that she did that speech, though, because yeah. she was like, listen, you at some point are going to have to dock. You at some point are going to have to deal with us and you don't know who it is. So mm-hmm. we are going to remind you that the space is ours. Mm-hmm. And over I was like, and yeah, the spa- and that goes right to Travis. The space is yours, but air and water is not. And well, she said last time uh, or in, in Marco's anarchy speech, he's like, your sovereignty ends at your atmosphere. Yes. I mean, and everything else is ours. Like, oh, mm, no, no. I would no. be interested to find out how they get air to the belt. Like, that's one of those nerd things that I'm interested in. So I'm just like, do they Ooh. just bring a bunch of tanks from Earth and Mars? Well, isn't the there? way Tycho Station's designed, like the way those things are oh, designed? No, Travis, Travis, it would be – Travis does too. He doesn't think he does. It's it's the same way in the one book we read together that was uh, voiced by Rosario Dawson. That's how they could air. Remember how they remove it? Artemis, yes. Where they had to ship the canisters and then you'd have to have it in the shipping containers and then have it circulate and then you would have a store, but you couldn't have too much because of explosion risk. And so that's why, like, the Belters could never really stockpile oxygen because you're basically making a bomb on the space station. So they... They could give you just enough to live, but not enough that you could be straight for like two months in a row, which stinks. But that's logically how it would happen. Like you'd have to send the canisters in the container in those shipping vials like they have all over Tyco and then have them there and put them into your recyclers. I think they didn't do a good enough job of explaining that in the first season going into the second season when they talked about how they were going to use the station for the micro for the uh, proto molecule, because that's how it was going to get circulated. Remember they had the area locked off and they thought they were getting air in the negotiation, but they were really going to just be firing proto molecule down their throats, (laughs) which is just diable. That's a war crime. Like that's why those dudes wound up on on trial. Cause it's like, what are you doing? So hold is like, Hey, we got this ping from Monica from her eye and shit. So, like, we know where y'all are going or something. It's time to take a trip to the Rossi. And then Sakai was like, hold up. Like, she was about to say something. And then she thought about it for a second. And then she was like, see you when you get back. And I was like, something's weird about this. She gave a bit a bit of a hint, at least I thought in, in the moment when she said specifically something on floor five and then something else on, like, uh, hatch eight. And I was like, that's oddly specific. Is this? I was like, they need to go to floor five and hatch eight or whatever, and like see, you know, all the screws are screwed in, and ain't no loose loose bolts and nothing hanging out. Do you think yeah. she thought about it? Because she may have thought Naomi was on the ship. Like she may, because she doesn't know Marco kept Naomi. At least I don't think she knows. So, like, do you think she may? Because she's friends with Naomi. So, you think she was maybe thinking like, 
you know, maybe I should tell you this if Naomi gets on the ship. And then she thought twice about it and was like, yeah, let me go through with my orders. We, nah, so she was just being I one. They she were doing a that TV drama. They were just yeah. doing a drama thing. But that also, she was, just, drama she was just being. She was just being an asshole. Also, so uh, then they cut back to Amos, and Amos is being a total dick to this fuck this fucking prisoner. He's just calling. In a, in a, oh, I mean, oh, that's a. You, you, I thought the guy was being very irrational. Like first off. That's not the worst name to be called. <laughs> you know, remember, he's, not, he's on the dr- he's on the drugs or not on the drugs, so he is just walking testosterone. Yes, like you're not going to tell me I'm who I and and you mentioned earlier, Brandon, that he that and and Travis had kind of co-signed on it that this is like one of the funniest episodes of the series. He is a comedian. Oh, is he fat thick? Oh. He he's in one of my favorite co- uh, comedies, Letterkenny. He plays one of the uh, thug ice hockey players named Boomtown and his real name is Boomer. So like he lives this life. Like this is his life. He like when they told him this man. He comes out there and they go, Hey man, we need you to open this door. <laughs> and he's like and he's like, um I yeah, I bet you do because I know you're not gonna do it. <laughs> it's like talking yeah. to Amos. So immediately he's just <laughs> hold, he's just Hoarding his, uh, lording his strength and everything ab- over everybody because, oh yeah, look at y'all, y'all need me. He, uh, like, yeah, just open the damn door. He so cracks he the door him. open, and then they're like, "It's nothing here." And then they find these panels, and Amos is like, "Yo, give me your gun, the one the COs." And he's like, "I'm not giving you my gun." <laughs> and then, uh, Cor- what's her name? Uh, Rona's like, "Hey, um, yeah, they can- it's like biometric shit, so like only he can <laughs> fire the gun." He's like, put two holes right here. He pops some holes. He's like, it's a ladder back there. And he's like, Tiny, can you open this? And he's like, stop calling me Tiny. And he goes over there, and he pulls the panel off, and it's a ladder. And the the CO's like, hey, if you do this, you'll get reduced sentence. And he's like, sounds good to me. And so at this point, I'm thinking, all right, he's a bit of a comedian, but I guess he just wants to get some, like, you know, he just wants to get out of here. He's going to be a good dude. But little did I know. Um so then we finally see uh, Alex and Bobby, um, and you know they're following the ship from last episode with the woman the, in the, there. The break, uh, the break, Barkeith. The Barkeith, yes. And she's like, you know, Bobby's like, yo, I think, you know, I think these traitors are mixed up in these attacks that they just saw on the news. And I was like, you think? Like, I think it has a lot to do with that, buddy. And so he's like. She's, I mean, uh, Alex is like, hey, man, we can't get too close because, um, you know, right now they just probably think we're on tour. We're, you know, we're tours flying to um, what's the moon on Saturn? Um, what's the moon on Saturn that people think can have life? It's like, on, no, they think they can have life on. Um, I forget what the hell that moon is called, but whatever that moon was called, they think that they're going there as a tourist. And um, she's like, listen. You need to follow these people. Like, we need to find out what's going on. And he's like, if we do that, they might know it's us. And she's like, we got a fast ship. If we got to leave, then we'll just dip. But you need to follow them. And so Alex is like, all right, but I'm going to take the long way, kind of hide behind these rocks so they can't see me. Which I was like, all right. So then they cut over to Naomi, you know. This part of space just, I I, I don't, I just don't think (laughs) we 500 years, you know, I 
I'm sure some folks are looking at that if you're like a fighter pilot or. Oh, it's stuff. called Titan. Like, oh, I was like, what did I think about? Yeah, Titan. Yeah, Titan. They were like, we're probably yeah. a tourist to Titan. Because they, you know, they sent out this in real life, they sent out this thing to Titan because they think they have like water under the planet. Like they, they found out there's like this ice and then under there is like water. And they think that there's life there. So like sent, they sent like these probes out to Titan not too long ago to find out if there's like water, like life sustainable water there. So like I guess in the show, people go to Titan to like vacation, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, so then uh, Naomi, you know, they cut to Naomi and, you know, she's getting walked to dinner and she's like, I, Marco's like, I heard you ain't been eating. You ain't been eating none of your food. So, you know. Come eat some of this food, and get to know your son. Yeah, get that's know, why he, that's get, why he bought you here. Get to know your son. He's like that's what that's what he really wants. And then she's like, "Why don't you just let me go?" And she's like, "Well, you know, you're free to go wherever you want. Like, go. Like, oh, you know that ship, though. You know that ship. It, it feels like you gave that to your son. Like that's your son's ship. Philip, do you want to get that ship to your mama? And he's like, "No, nah, not really." And he's like, "Well, you know, he don't want to give you that ship." <laughs> and so. Uh, the the homie um Sin, the white dude, he's trying to act like everything's okay. He thinks like Naomi's gonna be brought back into the fold and it's gonna be the good old days. And he tries to crack a little joke and she's just like, Yeah, I don't want no parts of this and she I don't know if I who I hate more, him or the woman. <laughs> because at least she's just she's just naked hostility. Yes. Or hated her twenty years ago when when they were you know, when Naomi left or however long ago. Yep. But this guy is just <laughs> an idiot. Like he trick, you know, he uses his, you know, the friendship stuff to trick her, and he's hugging her when they first see each other again. And but he's holding her up, holding her prisoner. So <laughs> you know, he, he's a whole like just mess because I remembered him from when I was watching Justified. He played a sheriff that did the exact same role. <laughs> so he's just typecast in Hollywood. Like you're gonna be competent enough to get to a job but incompetent enough that you're constantly messing with the main character and that's all he's doing like just so, hey man i got you this last ship rich are all these characters use. in the book that we've met so far yes. like all these characters in yeah the book? okay yeah no deviations so then um you know she leaves she's she just i'm like they just locking you walk around the ship like just walk around the ship willy-nilly um and then philip was like I think you're angry with me, Dad. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, I know Rich was <laughs> fucking skeeting right here. Hey, I just, I just want a baseball bat just right to. Mm. <laughs> and he's like, "What are you mad?" I did about? that thing of no, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. <laughs> and he's like, "What did you hope to achieve by bringing Naomi here? Like, what, what, what was your goal?" And she was, he was like, "You know, I know you're upset and you're mad that she left you, and you want to know why and why she did that." And she's like, he's like, you have the right to be have those feelings. And she, he was like, have those feelings, but don't let those feelings rule you. And I was like, is Marco trying to be a good father or is he being manipulative? Like, I don't understand what's going on. That's just solid advice. Yes, yeah, I, I don't thought from like, anybody, especially your dad. I thought that was solid advice. I'm like, am I supposed to like be conflicted about this dude? Or it because yes. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm supposed to be yeah. conflicted. Look about at him. him. He's the charismatic pretty boy who's trying to be a good father. He just yeah, he murdered two billion two million people on earth <laughs> uh, and counting, but 
he, he's, he's trying to instill a certain ethic into, in his son that I think we can all go, yeah, that's... that's uh, I, I think you're poo-pooing on the way to giving him his Father Knows Best award. <laughs> the fact that he, he not only didn't just wreck a couple of million people on Earth, mm-hmm. but he has now fundamentally broken our home planet and has told anyone leaving that atmosphere, if you want to go to those other planets, you got to come across the free Navy, quote unquote, free Navy. It's like when the Republicans now are trying to steal the idea of being the union in Texas. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Also, yeah. un- let's not do like the show has done the last two episodes and completely underplay the attack on the Martian embassy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they gave it lip service again. They said, you know, if this is coordinated, if this was the same, you know, Naros is responsible for the uh, embassy bombing. It's the most coordinated, biggest terrorist attack in human history. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, because yeah. think about it on the other end with Mars, they already had the crazy eddies, everything must go. Everybody was already piecing out of Mars. Mm-hmm. So you got rid of the last bit of structure and order. So you basically turned to our, our our only two colony or you know home worlds into basically war-torn countries but on a global scale mm-hmm. like you made two mogadishus and you're like now yeah, now Mars, we're even i think Mars is a little worse uh because you know at least we well, got no earth, remember earth had lost all this oh I, I i guess this isn't a spoiler but just thinking logically with all of that stuff going on the fallout and everything earth is ruined like there's nothing. It's not you, you, ruined. It's like two meteors hit, and a bunch of people died in infrastructure. Not just two, five, uh, three of them hit. Three hit. One in Africa, one in, one Philly, in Philly, and I think there was another one. The one that killed Gal, right? That mm-hmm. was a different one. The one that killed. Oh no, Gal. no, no! The one it was like Virginia. We figured out it was. It had to have been because uh, that's where the UN prison. Yeah, right. yeah. So it had to be Virginia. So the third one so had two to be hit in the Northeast alone. My God, and one hit on the, the West Northeast. Coast the Northeast might be. Well, the, the, no, I thought it was South Africa. Yeah, one of them was in Africa. They said in the show yeah. it was in because Af- you know Amos even says like yeah, yeah. there was a meteor to hit in Africa. And, and he was like, yeah, because they thought that one was the aftershock. And she's yeah. like, that's a hell of an aftershock. But no, that was the one that hit in Virginia and then or DC area, and then one hit right. in, in Pennsylvania and Philly. Uh, so yeah, so the Northeast might be <laughs> over, but Earth is it ruined? I wonder you what know? China's like right now. But apparently, in the in the expanse universe, like at some point, like all the countries came together except a few, yeah. and like they're all ruled by the UN. There's some few outsiders are apparently from what I read, but they're like Probably most Russia. of them are like ruled by the UN. So they're like all together. So like I wonder if anybody's plotting. Like if this was real life. The rest of the world would be plotting on the United States. It'd be like, you know, their whole infrastructure is fucked. Like New York, mm-hmm. Philly, DC. Mm-hmm. Like that's the large part. Of, like that's got to be like a large percentage of the population of our country live in like that area. <laughs> It'd just be toast. Um. So then, oh, he says, uh, um, Naomi's like, she's sent in the hallway, and Sen comes up to her like it's all cool. He's just like. Calling her knuckles, like they're hey, old help buddies. Help me repair this little thing. <laughs> and she's you like, know. she's like, what? What are you? T-? She's like, I thought you were gonna be there for Philip. She's like, I thought you were gonna be there. You were a good dude. I thought you were gonna be there for Philip, and not like, not like, not like, 
Marco like poisoned his heart. And I'm thinking, mm, I'm thinking, his mom. <laughs> yes, I was thinking that. <laughs> I was like, you kind of left the dude. Like you can't be giving him a lecture about why he didn't raise your son, why this non father didn't. Shut up, Naomi. <laughs> I was like. No, lady, this is. I was a little. You do I was not get to be yeah. upset and throw that in that guy's face. Like he's a lot of things, but the protector and raiser of your son, he is not. I'm usually with Naomi. That would have worked for me if Marco wasn't his actual father. If there was just like you know, I left you with him for you to like take care of. But him. still, she she left. Like it don't matter who who's the who the father is. You can't be like I'm out. And then 20 years later, why didn't you raise him better? Yes. Why didn't you stick around and uh, help raise him? You know, why not be having this conversation? And he was like, she's like, you murdered millions of people. And then Sin was like, we had to do it. He slams his tools down. We had to do it. He's like, don't you remember? He was like, they make us, I wrote that. He's like, they make us thirst for water. They make us gas for air. They won't share the riches of the new world. And she's like, you know that. He's like, you went to tell, what was it, Illis? I think it's called Illis. Yeah. You went to Illis, and, you know, you couldn't come down there. Now, this is the part. This is where I don't get the belters, the next thing that he says. He yeah. goes, like, half the belters can't exist on those worlds. And he was like, the ones who can, they won't be belters anymore. And I'm like, right. what? Like they well, yeah. well, this was the issue I had when we recorded last time. I, I was like, wait, your whole belter persona your whole belter thing is wrapped up in not being an inner not being planet bound mm -hmm. so now you're you want to be the sole uh proprietors of the 1300 new planets or whatever it is mm -hmm. that you're not you can't ever set foot on no foot on so you can't even exploit it <laughs> and you know as far as like your but own gain what you're just have everybody it. pay taxi? You're, right. pay, you're the you're the yes. you're the yeah. You're the oh, toll booth operator. Okay. I mean, I guess. I they didn't I think this through. That's the thing I talk about with like human nature and history. Like you're doing all this short-sighted vengeance stuff, and I wanted to look it up just to make sure. But one thing that changed from the book to the TV show is they didn't want to make Marco more Hitler than he is in the book. In the okay. book, that's why that's why I messed it up because you guys keep saying millions. You know how many people he killed in the book? One to two billion. Fifteen billion. Oh yeah. Wait. From 15? this attack, fifteen billion. That's the 15. entire planet, probably by that's then. What I'm yeah, that's why because Rich said that. Earth is in shambles. That's why he was saying that. he was probably thinking about the book. Like in the yeah, book, Earth is probably was, in shambles. So okay, in the book, what twelve, fifteen uh, uh, got through? And not no, three. the three did, but the side effects from the tectonic plates getting hit, the nuclear fallout from the blast radius, all the infrastructure, because now people don't have the technology you would before this thing hit. So people were dying at alarming rates. Like there's a scene, I, someone in their review reminded me of it is, there's a scene where you watch like over the course of a couple of pages, a bear try to feed its family and it's on fire. And it's slowly dying as it's trying to get back. To wait, 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 wait. The bear is on fire. Yeah, like like irradiated. Like it doesn't. It's from the perspective. Oh, remember, yeah. everything's first person. So it's from the perspective of like I. Do, what is happening? I just want to feed my kid. Like it is mm -hmm. one of the most gut wrenching. Like uh, Susan Saran, not Susan Saran. Uh, 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 Arms uh, of the Angel. 
Yeah, it would have been like you just if just for five cents a day, you could feed half of St. Louis, you know, for 37 cents, you could feed Chicago. And it's just all these people. And then with the MCN, same thing. The doors are closed. So the people who left, it's now basically uh, uh, the worst stories you could get from like Russia after the Soviet Union fell. Where okay, people so were just wild. So who's in the best position right now? The people that like made it to the Illis? people who did it to them. So the belters, no, 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 no. no. the no, belters. Them. That's it because now they oh. want to escape. That's why they say the, that's why that speech hits harder because they're like we don't. You. It's the same thing in reverse now. It's like we'll give you air, I got but you, you don't have air. He's basically and saying so, like Earth is in shambles, Mars is in shambles. So now everybody really wants to go through the rings to like right. leave shitty Earth. And now the belters are like, listen, like we control all of that right now. Like you got to go through us. Like Marco's like that. And he's like, he's like, you can't on him. Yeah, you can't trust. That's why that other speech hits even better, too, because you can't trust your mechanics. You can't trust the people who are keeping you space bound. You can't try to have a young Navy get set up on the side because the belters are the ones who always put your stuff because you were too lazy to figure out how to float back there and change your carburetor. And so now it's a whole system of sabotage, counter sabotage, and you don't know. It's like constant terror attacks on top of an extinction level event that was artificially created. And Marco's like smiling. So that's why I hate his son, because you have this little kid. He's taking credit for this 17 year old that killed 15 billion people. And I'm supposed to feel bad that he didn't have his mommy. That's actually a pretty big change. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> that's actually a pretty damn big change. Because in the show, it's like you know, like two yeah, million people buying dying is bad, but it's not the end of the world. No, like, it's barely. Uh, you know, like sure, significant. If 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 there's 15 billion people on the on the earth, what's two million? That's a drop in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Again, and and let's extrapolate. Let's say 10 million people. After everything is said and done and all the aftershocks and all the disease runs rampant and everything. Okay. Barely a, is that a percent of the population? Granted, you don't want a percent of the people falling off, you know, like in the last eight months in America, how a whole percent of the people aren't here anymore because, uh, right. But Mm-hmm. It's still like, all right, it's 1%. We still got 99, 98% of the, of the, Folks left 15 billion. That changes every single thing that happens after. And and that's what it, yeah. So that's why, like, that final trilogy they're writing where they're trying to go out to the world, like, this is the last of humanity. So you can't screw this up. Like, that every decision is with that in the back of your head of that raises the stakes so much. Like, it raises the stakes so high. That's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. Unless they have, unless by the end of this season or sometime in season six, you know, yeah, uh, they give us more of a fall. So many more people die because of disease, which is like, okay, that would be way more. I mean, if it's like a, if 15 billion people die over the course of, three years instead of you know three a three hour event that's way more traumatizing for the people that are mm-hmm. yes, that have to live through that every day just yeah another million people are dead another billion people yeah it's just like yeah and three years later 15 billion people have, have, have died because of this one event that's a lot more traumatizing i think 
yes. uh, venom dying all at the same time or within however many. And, and to give you the idea of the scale of this, and that's why Marco, like this is something that will go on at scale here to four, never seen again. It's 15 times, or I'm sorry, let me, let, let me look at the number. 20 times the entire population of the belt. Oh, wow. And 10,000. That many pe- people on the belt is pretty ridiculous. So, yeah, so it's like a, it's like 700 million people, 600 million people on the belt. Like, yeah. that's a lot. So the, okay, so I didn't get a real clear, like the people that are on Illis, the people that are like made it through the ring, whether you were on one of those refugee ships from season four that, that mm-hmm. just blew through the red light, like, ah, if they shoot us down, they shoot us down, but we're going for it. Some of those people made it to different planets and stuff, and right. not everybody had, like, on Illus, they dealt with proto protomolecule, but are they just chilling and prospering? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they getting reports about what happened on Earth? Are they like, holy crap, or are they just completely oblivious, and they're living uh, out no, and homestead? Because remember, the life. biggest thing they teach you in this is the speed of light is how they do the communication. Mm. So they're getting it like three to seven days, and then it's got to go through the ring or longer. So it's almost like a three-week window. But like, they're getting the information eventually. And it's more scared. like they are more like old-timey, you know, trying to get a message from England to the U.S. or something, you know, yeah. colonial or Victorian days. But it's one of those things where I don't know if they're going to put it in the show, but I think given their political proclivities, it makes total sense. It becomes the issue of, I don't want those refugees coming to my planet. I put it by my bootstraps and made this with the alien technology I found in the backyard. I don't need these people coming here drinking my water. Like, it is wild how we just keep doing the same thing over and over. That's why I love this show. You make me want to read the book so much more. Like you every do. Week, you got like it, I man. I really want to read these books. Um, so then they they cut back to they cut back to Amos after that conversation with Naomi and Sin, and um, you know they're not here. <laughs> like they're just climbing. They're kind of down there talking and whatever. <laughs> and the next thing you know, this man is screaming. He's like, ah! He just falls to the ground, splat, just dead. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? And then Tiny's like. What? He was bitching about his leg the whole time. He slipped. So do y'all think he actually <laughs> slipped? How do you think nope. Tiny killed him? No, because <laughs> he was not up high enough to scream, have everybody look up, and then, like, again, he's still screaming. Ah, boom. It would yeah, have I think been, Tiny punched him in the ACL. It would have been scream, thunk. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that man was probably getting throttled up there, <laughs> right? or got so, like, or like Rich said, got something grabbed, and he went, ah, you know, because Tiny, you know, if, if that man just grabbed you by the quad or something, you probably do some. He gonna damage. take some meat, yeah, <laughs> and and yeah, so that was, I'm sure, a murder. So um, yeah, so he's dead, and then you know. Um, Rona's like, yo, what, what the hell, man? Like, and then <laughs> Amos is like, we need, we still need him. He's like, how about this? Like, one of y'all go up there with the, and we'll help him shoot the things. Another one of y'all go up with guns, and and cover, and then me and Clarissa will be in the back, and yeah, we'll, you know, we'll come up with y'all too. So they, so so they all, um, that's when they all start to roll up, and um, 
they're climbing up the elevator and the shaft, and then the elevator like breaks and mm-hmm. comes down, and you know that's terrifying. And Amos is like, "Get skinny!" And they all you know get close to the ladder, and the elevator goes crashing down. <laughs> and, and, and Tiny says something like, "Didn't he say like God you missed, missed again, God?" Missed again. <laughs> yeah. I laughed so hard. But wait, they set some. They set up uh, earlier before when they first start climbing. Clarice is like, "We're nine levels down. Mm-hmm. Like we got a lot of climbing to do." And then when the the elevator comes crashing down, and they're like, "Oh, hey, look, it's the sunshine. Daylight's coming through." And she goes, "That shouldn't be possible, right? Like there should be like." way more building on top of us so you already understood what was what was the deal and the fact that they were so far underground is the only reason Mm -hmm. that they're even alive yep um so then they go back to marco's ship and you know naomi goes into the pantry because she didn't want to eat with marco so she wanted to get some food on her own and you know she gets her tv dinner she puts her tv dinner in the microwave and you know she comes to sit down, and then Car Cara, I think her name is Kona, or I, some with a K. But the mm. other, the black woman, she comes out there, and she, you know, she's with the naked hostility. She's the, talking the big shit about holding. She's like, "Oh, does that coffee make it remind you of your Earther boyfriend?" That was such a stretch and a reach. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I get that she's showing that she was pretty obsessed with. Naomi and the life she was living the last whatever 15 20 years but that's a hell of a pull I mean <laughs> that's some real stalker love they just didn't get that you know, across. You, got, you know we know ashy people like that though Travis <laughs> like, oh, you think you all good with the big boss in the house oh you think you all tough now you just yeah, on the porch but aren't for you? her but for her to know such an intimate kind of detail Without them setting that up before, if they set it up like, yeah. oh, this car chick is like upset, like she just hates her. But they never got it across that she's like hates her and has been watching her, you know, the newspaper clippings all over her dorm room, <laughs> kind of thing. But then she pulls this line that makes you think this lady's been stalking her for the last decade and watching all the stories about the whole the, the Rasananti and everything. And Naomi's like, if you got something to say to me, you know, just say it. Like, just tell me. Like, what's your deal? And she's like, yo, you know, you always thought you were smarter than us. Like, we was happy when you left. You always thought you were smarter. See? See? That's, it's that thing of when, like, especially when we were little and Mm -hmm. with girls, when they'd be like, you think you cute, don't you? Like, no, 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 no. You clearly think I'm cute. Like, you don't say that kind of, you think you're smarter than everybody. No, 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 no. You think and know I'm smarter than you, at least. And that's that's where that line comes from. Mm-hmm. An insecurity of, no, I don't think I'm better than everybody. You think I'm better than you. That's why we're, you're, you're hostile to me right now. And that's exactly what that was. This lady's had a hard on for, for Naomi for a while. And it, it's, it shows that she does have a bit of a stalker thing. But I wish they would have set that up a little bit more earlier. And so, yeah, the, and it's funny in the yeah. book that's a man. I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Oh, okay. Carl, Carl's a dude. Okay. And so this this changed the whole dynamic 
of that relationship because even like i don't know if you guys caught that but like even the fact that she is a darker skinned black woman mm-hmm. like that so that that played a lot for me in that scene where it's mm-hmm. like oh you thought you were better than me you left you think you're smart like oh you, you didn't think i could raise your son like even from the remember when you first saw it in the bar she was she already oh, yeah. had already like that lip yeah uh, yeah, it's especially because the, the the guy Psy or, or the old man hugged mm-hmm. her, and the, the the reactions were so stark. Like she just gave her the side eye, like mm-hmm, "What's up, Naomi?" And the guy hugged her and like called her all her nicknames, and they did their secret little complicated handshake, and <laughs> you know all that. And another lady was just like, mm, "What up?" She's Naomi's like, "No, I wish I was dumber." <laughs> Didn't, and then. uh she basically said something about like the what's it called the Gamara code, the Gamara code, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. She said something about like, oh, do you, do you not feel bad about the you putting the Gamara code in all them ships? Basically, like like you you judging us when you killed so many people by you know corrupting their ships when you were with us, and now you're judging us like you're better than us, basically. And so you know, Maiden's basically like she kind of regrets that or whatever, and then. Carla's like, you know, there's only one way you're going to leave this ship, and it ain't on somebody's ship. <laughs> Basically, like, you're going out that airlock. Uh, you're getting that Belcher's death. Um, and so Naomi was getting ready to eat. You know, this reminded me of, like, Home Alone, where, like, Home Alone's finally getting ready to eat his meal, and then, like, something, then the, the clock goes off. And <laughs> he didn't got- know. No, that was different, because he knew 9 o'clock was the the deadline Marv and the and the wet bandits said we'll come back we'll get something to eat we'll come back at eight o'clock or nine o'clock and Kevin decides to put his microwavable mac and cheese in the microwave at eight fifty eight and then when he goes to dig in ding dong nine o'clock hits and he's like uh, yeah I, I watched that at Christmas with my girlfriend. Me too. You were fresh on my Yes. Oh, fresh yeah. My, my son and my wife watched that one and Home Alone 2 over and over. So yeah. I'm, I'm triggered right now. And then Naomi's like right get ready to eat. And when, as soon as she leaves, she's like, fuck. And she takes the knife and she kind of hides the knife in her. Like she's like, God damn, I got to Didn't do she something. take two? She took. I thought she took. It looked like she two. took one. One, okay. And she puts the knife in her in her sleeve. And she immediately goes to see Marco. I'm like, this is not going to work out. She walks into Marco's like office, basically. He's like, oh, uh, I need well, to no, talk to you. He's on like the he's on like the the dock or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, like it's the bridge. Called. Yeah, the bridge he's of like, the ship. I need to Doing, talk to like you. ship stuff. And he's, and he's like, like no, nah, I ain't got time for that. And she clearly wants to like shiv him in the kid. I'm like, this is so obvious. You oh, you just want to talk to him now? Like this is so random. And so she's like sneaking up on him, and it's like look like she she's like pokes the knife out just a little bit like she's about to lunge at him and then philip comes out of nowhere and stops her's like come on like get back to your room and then covers it up like just takes the knife puts it up his sleeve so right because he's a punk he don't want daddy to be mad at me like see i told you not to bring this woman on my ship board right. Sarda, did he know she had a knife uh i don't think I don't marco think i think marco was just like no did philip that? know philip yeah. took it philip yeah. took yeah. the like, knife yeah, like yeah, she's ready to. She was ready to th- lunge. He grabs mm-hmm. her hand, spun her around. He used his body to to make sure Marco didn't see the actual blade. Oh, because I didn't think he took he, the knife because later from. when she beats the shit out of Sin, her knife drops out of her sleeve. And That's falls right. She took two. Because she took two. Yeah, two. So you're right. Because the whole time she's holding both her sleeves, and but yeah, she got she got sniffles. 
So, um, yeah, Philip was like, I saved your life. You would have been dead. Um, you should be thankful. I thought she was about oh. to pull the other one out and, like, but he did like, say, nah, nah, but I got you. This was another, like, foreshadowing because he's like, You should be thankful I took you here because I saved your life. You would have been dead. Yeah. Um, so then they cut back to Amos and, um, you know, they get to the top and it's completely obliterated. And, like, Travis said, like, you think they're going to show you, like, this wide angle of, like, the whole area around there? Because well, he says that must have been a hell of a rock. Right. So um, he, the, the crater has got to be like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And oh, uh, you don't see any of that shit. <laughs> and Tiny's just laughing like a Batman villain. Like he's just mm-hmm. laughing. And it's, he's basically Bane and Zaz had a baby. Yes. And then, you, you know, and uh, Amos is checking on Clarissa, you know, and you turn around and Amos, I mean, Tiny just fucking snaps this one dude's neck, just dead. The other cop, the, the other, other man, male cop, he's got him gripped up, uh, throttled, goozled. So the 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 uh, Rona, the other CO lady, she starts putting bullets in him, and he's just shaking him off, and he throws the guy that he's holding by the neck. At her. Like at he, her. She falls down. And, and falls down. Amos yeah. comes in to start punching people because that's what he does. But it's the first time he punched someone and they're just like, oh, that's all you got? No cell. He like, fucking... he just no so like, four straight punches to the nose. And the whole time I'm thinking, Amos shouldn't have an esophagus left. No, because he, he big Because he's not being and... held on by a regular human, which would threaten to you. I, could, I don't care how good of a neck you have. A regular person can crush, a per, you know, like a good chop to the throat. Somebody gets their hands around your throat. They could do some damage. And you got this big guy holding a 200-pound guy by his throat. You and walking him back. Something. And then like walking him just going to throw him down that elevator shaft. Like, what was my name? Call me Tiny again. <laughs> He's stocking him, stocking him. And that's when. Uh, yeah, he walks him towards the, like, the, the shaft. And then, uh, you know, the Rona takes, oh, oh, one thing, Clarissa, like, takes her mod. Like, she does her tooth thing. Yes. And, like. And you think she's going to be the one to save the day. But she's fucked up because she's still. She's like, she's like, fatal exception only occurred at. Yeah. And then Rona. She got the blue screen of death. Ro- she, she did not, she did not uh, take it to D&D rules. She did not, uh, <laughs> you know, she, she rolled, rolled like for an eight. Initiative. Like, roll for initiative. Got to get eight. Come on, eight. Come on. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Rona, you drop the knife, you stumble over a tree and fall on your face. Rona <laughs> takes the other CO's hand, so because you know they got the bio weapons and shoots him while he was about to drop Amos. So he kind of turns around, and then the finish of the match, you know, Amos, you know, you know, hits a low blow, then hits a German suplex for the pin. Well, not a for release for the German suplex. Release German suplex for the finish. You know how when they do the 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 spot where they they're on both guys are on the apron. And the one guy's holding on to the yeah, ropes, trying like, not to get yeah, German yeah. suplex. And it's just like, well, if they pulled this off, both of those guys might die. Like Certainly the one getting German suplex. And this time we actually got to see that spot. And we got to see and hear Tiny <laughs> ricochet off of, the, <laughs> off of the elevator shaft. And it was awesome. <laughs> and, 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 and in real life... Um, uh, Amos would have rolled over and then asphyxiated because he wouldn't have had a, a larynx left, but he just coughs and, you know, he doesn't have a raspy voice for the rest of that. There's nothing. There's, but whatever, it's TV. I, 
That shit was fucking great, man. I rewinded that at least three times. Watched that suplex. <laughs> the, so the, the 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 positioning, the form on those on that suplex was. It's like the on the Mandalorian where Sasha Banks does a tornado DDT, and I'm watching it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, did she just do a tornado DDT? And I rewinded it back, and I was like, oh, with a young jetpack assist. <laughs> <laughs> So then, uh, you know, Amos walks back over towards Clarissa, and she starts talking about, like, you know, I never thought I would feel the wind before. She's clearly, like, high as shit. Because I guess, like... Oh, she's loopy. She's, like, in her own world. Because she's coming, you know, she's on some strong, uh, probably opioids. Mm -hmm. So... And and she took her... And she took her mod. Mod thing, Mm -hmm. so it's probably just... Yeah, she's in a she's in a happy place because she had a big ass smile on her face, man. She was just mm-hmm. feeling herself. Mm-hmm. And Amos was, and then Amos comes over and talks to Rona, and Rona's like, you know, my son's like not too far away from here. I was supposed to go see my kid today. And Amos is like, go. And she's like, what about the prisoners? And he's like, what? Like, lady. what are you talking she's about? She's still lady? worried about her pension, and there's no earth. <laughs> like, go get your son. Like, what's wrong with you? Go. And so Amos is like, uh, "All right, let's get out of here." So now, you know. Now. And then they're doing, and then they're widening in that. They, 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 they think you're. They pretend like they're going to show you. Finally, they're like, "Okay, I'm like, I lean forward. Like, here comes the the big devastation shot." No. And they cut the holding. So you know now Amos is running free with Clarissa, and so that made me think. One of the things that Alvis Arella said to him was like, "If you get arrested, I can't do anything to you." Now, part of me is like. The world's destroyed. So, like, who's yeah. going to arrest him? But then I, like, then I thought about, it's only two million people. So, like, he's going to get somewhere to get back to a ship at some point. Like, mm-hmm. and he's got this prisoner with her. <laughs> like, that that can't end well. Only it can't end, like, you know, just, oh, you know, just get on the ship. You Like, just take this prisoner with you and go fly back to the, you know, to Tycho Station or whatever the fuck. Um, so then, um. They cut the Holden and Tycho crew, you know, and they're heading to the Rasenati. And then they show Naomi uh, checking in with Sin. You know, he's working on some panel or something. She comes over and, like, starts kicking the shit with him and making small talk and making him comfortable. And he's like, hand me this stuff. And he's got this big-ass toolbox right next to her. And then he hand, she hands a couple things to him. And then she grabs his big wrench. And she says to him, she was like, so uh, let me ask you a question. Did they put um did they put the Gamora code on the Rasenati and he turns around and she cracks him in the head with the wrench and she grabs his phone and she calls Holden and she calls Holden and she's like, Listen, the Rasenati's been sabotaged. Do not turn on the core. <laughs> I'm at I'm kidnapped by Marco. And it gets and then gets yucked up. Imagine me and you are fighting. And I grab your phone. First off, it's probably got a pen or a thumb swipe of some sort. And then I'm like, I got to call Rich from Brandon's phone to let him know Brandon sabotaged his headset. Don't log on to Zoom. Your headset's going to blow up. I'm going, shit, what's Rich's number? (laughs) So she just... From a stranger's phone. Oh, that is like her boyfriend. So, you know, like I know my wife's number by heart. So, apparently, that's like, you know, that type of thing. They've been together, what, four years now? You know, mm-hmm. Four years yeah. now? I think you would know, yes. your, know her phone. And phone she's a, she was the comms XO before 
And, and Holden, Holden so she knew. <laughs> this white and dude Holden, pops up on Holden. And Holden phone. didn't do the. <laughs> decline and then he boom blows up but you can't have that but in this situation just, if all the shit is going down and some random dude belter pops up on your phone I'm gonna be like probably answer well, I'm, I'm gonna answer this cause this yeah, is, this yeah. is something and Naomi's hysterical I'm surprised that the that the deets was so uh, detailed he said there's no mm-hmm. location pin but the fact that it came up with his picture his name like mm-hmm. That's Damn, the future. That's your that's your, government. Yeah, all this information. And He's so, like, I just want to tell you about the fact that your Rosinate warranty is expiring, and I just want to give you an opportunity to renew it. Now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then they, they lock Naomi ass up, and she's like, "Tell me what happened." And they're like, yeah, "I'll just let you be miserable." And kind of they walk away. The they put the mute on her, <laughs> and she's like, "But she saved the day, so at least we as I deserve to know what happened." And I'm like, yeah. you're talking. What you deserve? You're talking to terrorists. Like they don't care. Mm-hmm. Like they, they want you to be miserable. That's the whole point. It's fear. Um, and so then we get the last scene. So you go back with Bobby and Alex, and you know Alex is still naive. He's like, yeah, there's more people involved in this than I thought. I'm like, Alex, you just saw three meteors hit, and four if you include Mars. You saw four meteors hit somewhere. You see. Well, that was just a regular old bombing. I don't think they. Oh yeah, bomb! Do you see these random dudes stealing these ships? So they, you know, they're trying to get profile. Bobby's like, "Let's get profiles on these ships so we can figure out who they are." And she's like, "Oh, the one ship's leaving. Like they must have transferred those weapons quick." And then Alex goes, and she realizes, like, yeah. "No, no, no, no! The ships are the weapons. The ships are like they're the building weapons. a navy. They they need uh, they need equipment." And and like space. Marcos is putting belters on Martian ships, and I was like, "Yeah, that's what's happening." And so then they identify Alex. Like they figure, they find the ship, and they're like, "Oh, we got to get out of here." And Bobby's like, "Book it!" And so hit the juice. Like, hit the juice. We haven't seen that since like season yes. two. Like they hit that. the double juice this time though, because they hit the juice and they're peeling off. And then they hit the juice some more. Well, it was yeah, it was running out. He was like, "Here comes some more juice," <laughs> and then they had to do another his little zigzag so, move. Rich, if I'm correct, I think they explained this in the book. Isn't that like? Mm-hmm. Something to do with like the G's, like the faster you go, so they put this, mm-hmm. they put that liquid in there to kind of adjust your body because the pressure that's like coming yes. back on you or something. And then you also are supposed to have like I don't think they've explained it a lot on the show, but the seats they're in they call them crash couches, and so they're built based on the G force to let you sink into them. And so because okay. otherwise, if it was a hard surface, you'd be breaking stuff. Yeah, you'd be just smushed up against an immovable object. So you know they're hitting the juice, and they sent the other the you know the people that they were they were going after sends like a missile, or you know a, you know some type of missile. After. And they can't send out like a last minute like here go to here's the people that are killing us like a last minute uh, a little SOS because their comms or their their equipment is jammed. And so it looks like they're about to die. And Alex was like, I got one more thing up my sleeve, and so he basically ejects the core. And the core yeah. falls off the back of the ship, and the missile hits the core, and it like catapults them just wandering off in space. Now, here's my thing: if they don't have any core, that means they don't have no heat or oxygen or none of that, right? Like, how are they just? No, no they it's just, just the engine core. It's so just they have the, the propulsion. Core. Oh, so yeah, they're just, so they're just drifting just out. Con- they're just drifting. Mm-hmm. I wonder who's gonna find them. Like, they're just well, drifting dude, out. They'll space. probably have their like little, the little, like the the steam things that like 
Because that's oh, different. Because yeah. remember, Last he season. was yeah. He no 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 no. We saw it in this one when they showed the awesome when he did the zigzag moves. They showed it shooting down the thruster, right? So you see, basically, if you put a GoPro on a muffler, right? Yes. And you they shot it like that. So I was, it was a really cool way of of showing how he was trying to like zigzag and throw the the missile. Um, to throw the missile off of uh, off of kilter and unlock on him, uh, so he he tried he tried that. I forget what my, my point of bringing that up was, uh, but the way they shot that, I thought was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really good cinematography. And then that ends the show. That was the end of episode five. Uh, oh oh, my, I brought it up with because when they showed the throttle, the thrust of the big fire plume out the back, they also showed he was using the like, like the steam, whatever yeah. those things are that like that gets they, you. Like, last season, remember when they couldn't use their core because they were around Illus and like the proto molecules shut everything down, and they were shut using all the nuclear. The, they were using that down. steam thing to like every few seconds to like keep moving or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's they probably. I'm sure that's they all have they're probably going to they have. Yeah. Um. Trav, what are you looking forward to episode six? Well, finally maybe seeing the big devastation shot like from a, from above, even if they got to show it from space. Like, give us something so we see, see some scale. Uh, how, how, how far, like, you know, if it hits South Africa, it's a good chance both lower coasts of Africa got hit. Maybe even Madagascar got some some of that. Uh, I want to so yeah. So it's really the devastation of the. It's either it's seeing it the wide shot, and then also what like Amos and and uh, Clarissa getting through rubble and the world. You know where are they? They're in Virginia. So yeah, they're in Virginia somewhere. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe maybe we find out. If Gal and her cabinet are alive or dead, Avisarala, we didn't see her at all this episode. So I imagine right. she'll well, be we dead. know she's at least safe. Yeah, she's, she's on, on Luna. Luna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Rich, you read the book, so you know what's going to happen next. Well, at least in the book. So my question for you is: Do you think because of the change in how big the devastation is in the show compared to the book? Do you think they might that might change the story on the show as compared to the book? I, I think you I think it's gonna keep it the same, only that they're gonna probably have easier ways to explain plot points. Because if you have fifteen billion people dead, you have far less people to communicate with mm-hmm. and far less opportunities for like JSX Machina to occur in the story. So I'm sure that's what their argument was, because if it's like, how do you get right now from the prison? back to space right if 15 billion people are dead you're done like this is game over like you're not going to be able to forage your way back into space um and so that that's i think that's one thing and i also think uh it kind of i still think that though from a storyline standpoint it lessens marco's monstrosity and that's where i'm interested to see how these next episodes go well they're presenting him as like a character that like you want to be like, you know, I see where this man's coming from, but like, did you have mm-hmm. to go this far? Like, did you have to? Right. Did you have to do that? But I kind of see where you're coming from, like that type of thing. Like, that's why I said in the first. It had episode, to be a compromise. Though, like he's Killmonger. He they're mm-hmm. making him like Killmonger. Where like 
you know, certain groups of people on Twitter were just like, you know, Killmonger was right, fuck Black Panther. Even though, you know, he did some really terrible shit in the movie. And like Murder. murdering his girlfriend? <laughs> yes. Like- <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so this is like the same, this is a similar type of thing. Because you remember in the first one, like, he's like blame. he's like, it's almost like he did all the shit, but like he had other people do all the shit. So that if it came down to it, he could like blame them. Like, cause he had Philip go steal the shit, and mm-hmm. somebody else did some other stuff. Like, he didn't actually, you know, do anything. He's not doing the dirt. He's yes. always like that dude who takes credit for the dirt. Takes Even with Naomi's dirt. thing, he still gets credit for the other belters for the virus. Mm-hmm. Naomi might get it as the creator, but it's like, oh, Philip had our back. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that was episode five. Um, Rich, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, sure. You can find me on Twitter at Rich underscore Fan, uh, F A N N. I do a lot of work with Travis at the torch between east coast cast and then i'll work with uh his dark materials and you know anything you find me on the torch just search rich fan and you'll see it um trav same thing yeah find me on all the socials at trav lord uh twitter instagram even facebook at trav lord so uh psn you know find me on uh, play some elder scrolls you can find me on, uh, at travington so are yeah. you still are you playing elder scrolls online yeah how is that is that good? Awesome. Yeah. I always thought about trying that. Right. Yeah, I was uh, on I was on my Skyrim kick back in the summer, and then I just got too OP and wanted to play the uh, online version, and it was on sale for eight bucks. So it might still be. Uh, uh, yeah, if you're looking at. I know. The, I just bought The Last of Us Part Two because I didn't play that when it came out because I was lazy, and I was mm-hmm. like, I love the first one except the ending pissed me off. And so I want to see what happens in the second one. So I I wanted to like the first one. I got it remastered when the PSN gave it out for free one month, whatever a year ago. Uh, but I can't I can't shoot. I hate the shooting. <laughs> I, I can't aim for shit. So I told him I, we could add auto aim. I love GTA and 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 uh, just Rockstar games because of the auto aim and auto assist aim assist. Because uh, I'm garbage at aiming, and I loved um, the one with Ellen. Uh, what's her face? Not Ellen, Ellen Page. Ellen Page or Elliot Page? Well, she Elliot, was Ellen yeah. Page back then. And uh, the other one, not The Last of Us. It was called not uh, Beyond Two Souls. Beyond Us. Beyond. beyond yeah, us, yeah, yeah. Beyond Us. No, Beyond Two. Beyond Souls. Two Souls. Something like that. Yeah, that was great. And I, I was hoping it would be like that, but it had too much gunplay. And Beyond Two Souls didn't have The any story idea. is great. And then you get to the end, and you just, at least I was just pissed. I, I love like, that ending, Brandon. I love it. I heard it was oh just emotional. I heard it was just it like. It is emotional, right. but it pissed me off. I was so mad at the dude. And so. It's a very selfish decision. Yes, extremely selfish. And so uh, I was talking to Mike about it. He's like, they, the whole second, mo- second one's about like his decision and like things that happened because of it and stuff. So. The story, like, if you ever get, a, if you ever bored, like, watch the cutscenes, I guess, on YouTube. I do that oh, sometimes yeah, yeah. with games that I don't feel like playing. Just watch the walkthrough yeah. and just see how the story because turns out. Yeah. That story, like, when you get to the end, like, it, the, you're gonna have an, you're gonna have an opinion on what he did. It's gonna mm-hmm. go one way or the other. There's no in the middle with what he does. Um, That's probably a nice little, uh, you know, dedication time. You know, at least forty-five oh, yeah. minutes or an hour of continuous, you know, cutscenes and stuff. Like somebody probably put a little movie. Together. I did that for Mortal Kombat, like a ten or something. 
which before I got Mortal Kombat 11. I was like, well, let me tell the story. And apparently, I found this, this on the side note. I found this YouTube page. It's like called something like Something Beyond the Warrior. It's like a whole YouTube page dedicated to like the world of Mortal Kombat. And I don't know what happened to me, but I just, you know, you get caught in those YouTube rabbit holes. Yeah. And I'm like watching these videos like History of Rain. And it's like giving me the whole history of like Rain and where he came from and how he got to where he was. And. Look. <laughs> When I was obsessed with Game of Thrones when I first jumped on in 2014 after season four, I was upset. I was watching animated videos about the Clegane house. <laughs> like, I'm just learning about lower houses that don't don't even show up on TV barely. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I feel you. So yeah, that can happen. So yeah, definitely uh, go follow Rich and Trav. Uh, we'll be back next week for episode six. Uh, Thank you all for listening and talk to you all later. Peace.